So my sisters and brothers, we have a great opportunity during this great season of Lent to have a special time, three days, to just think about the gift and blessing of this season and to do our very best to walk with our blessed Lord in a new way. That's what Lent is about. So we always have the opportunity to welcome someone who comes to us with a fresh look, a fresh eye. And Julianne Stans is certainly that person. A woman's voice in our church, which is so important for all of us, and a great gift. So I'd ask you now to give this great woman a good St. Monica welcome again. Thank you so much, Monsignor. It's such a great honor to be with you this morning. And thank you also for being here and the, the warmth, the sound of children crying and the, the noise of families nestled together in the pew. This is a very special place. I travel all over the country, all over the world speaking, in fact, and your community is very special. And you know that, right? May you never take it for granted. So my name is Julianne Stans. As you can hear, I have a little bit of an accent, and um, it's not a Wisconsin accent, which is where I live. Go, pack, go. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of Packer fans here. Um, I grew up in a very small mountainous village in the Wicklow Mountains in Ireland, and came here just after 9-11, actually. Um, to, be, to be a minister here in the United States, to serve you, to, to help grow our faith together and to grow the faith of our children for future generations. I want to give you a little taste of what the parish mission might be like. And so, um, even I would encourage you, even if you've come for many years to the parish mission, and we heard in our scriptures this morning, we have a, a flood in the scriptures and we may, may have rain coming too. But let that not deter you. And if you've never been to a parish mission, or you're a mom or a dad who is sitting here thinking, I don't have any time even to breathe sometimes, this would be an opportunity for you to take some time to step in to a time where you can invite the Lord into your heart more deeply. A couple of years ago, I was explaining uh, to my nephew, Michael, he was four at the time, this particular reading about Noah and the ark and how God had called all the wild beasts and animals to the ark. And he said to me, Mom, is, is every animal there? And I said, yes. And, we, and, he said, and he asked all the questions, you know, a snake, uh, is there a, a rash, is there a mouse, is, is my gerbil and my hamster there? Yes, Michael. God called them all to be there. And he went, even the sheep and the chickens and the pigs and the goats? And I said, yeah. And then he said, even the lonely goats? And I said, what? And he said it again. He said, even the lonely goats? And I said, why were the goats lonely? And he said, well, you know, I'm not really sure, but I hear Father say it a lot. When we come to Mass, sometimes he'll say in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the lonely goats. And I went, <laughs> Holy Ghost, 
Sometimes our pastor would use the old title for the Holy Spirit, which is the Holy Ghost, remember? And so in his little mind, he heard holy goats, lonely goats. No matter what stage of life we find ourselves in, whether we're in the wisdom years, whether we're new to our faith, went through RCIA just two years ago, just like a lady that came and visited with us this morning, whether St. Monica has been your parish home for 40 years or just for today. I want you to take some time with me right now to look at what the Lord is calling us to in this Lent, in this desert time of hope and renewal. In the Psalms today, we hear the message of a good father, God our Father, who says to us, good and upright is the Lord. Thus, he shows sinners the way. He guides the humble to justice, and he teaches the humble his way. Two things stand out for me. Humility, which is not an easy virtue to come by today, especially when we look at the world around us. Those who speak the loudest and the harshest and judge others seem to absorb the most oxygen in the room. And it's easy to point fingers at others until we realize that the first person that the Lord comes to save us from is ourselves. He comes to save us from our pride, our anger, our envy. We are all in need of God's grace and mercy. And in this first week of Lent, when we received on Ash Wednesday the sacred ashes, which remind us of our own mortality, we know we can't save ourselves. A year ago today, I was sitting right where you were, in Wisconsin. It was a lot colder. I was at church on February 18th. And I came home from church and I looked at my phone and I had 26 phone calls that were missed and as many messages. And what was confusing for me was that the messages were coming from all different parts of the country and different parts of the world. I was, I was receiving messages from California and Texas and Washington DC and New York and Ireland. The pattern didn't make sense. Sister Regina Marie Gorman of the Carmelite Sisters was the first person to reach me. She said, Julianne, I'm sorry to tell you this news, but Bishop David O'Connell was tragically killed today. Bishop David was my good friend. He was a good father. He was loving and kind and a peacemaker. He sowed seeds of hope deep into the despair and winter of people's hearts so that a springtime of love could bloom for every person that he met. At his funeral, I watched as people from all cultures, ages, and walks of life came together. Priests, cardinals, sisters, families. And afterwards, I sat outside on a church, on the bench outside the cathedral, 
And there was a woman who was sitting beside me and we both were weeping. And she said to me, did you know him? And I said, I did. Very well, in fact. She said, I knew him too. I said, how did you know him? She said, he found me living on the streets. My life was a mess. I had no job, I was homeless. I was an addict. But he looked into my eyes and he saw the person I was inside, a broken-hearted woman who had endured and suffered for love. Today, she said, I have a home, I have a job, I have hope, and I'm Catholic, she said, all because of the good father. I knew I was a sinner, she said, but what I didn't know was that no matter what the sin, God's mercy and love was greater. He told me that. Jesus saved me, she said. I just didn't think he'd show up with an Irish accent. <laughs> we both laughed. I think sometimes we think Lent is about giving up our favorite bar of chocolate, right? Or denying ourselves one thing. The last gift that Bishop David gave to me was a bar of chocolate and I was giving up chocolate for Lent. And about a week or two after he gave me that bar of chocolate, he died. And so I put the chocolate away because I gave up chocolate for Lent, but then I could never eat that chocolate. Every time I opened the drawer and I saw the chocolate, I would cry and so I closed it. But this week I took out the bar of chocolate And I met with Father Jay, who is Bishop David's friend. And we had lunch, and I said, I have a sweet treat for us. He said, no, I gave up chocolate for Lent. I said, not this kind of chocolate. And I took the chocolate bar out. It was still good. And I said, this was the chocolate David gave to me. And I want to share this with you. The second person that I gave that chocolate to was Monsignor. And we sat together on a bench at the Congress with life all around us. And we experienced a taste of the kingdom of God together in remembering the chocolate. The third person was Archbishop Gomez. He's like, I'm not, you know, I'm lactose intolerant and I don't want chocolate. And I said, this is not just ordinary chocolate. <laughs> this is God's chocolate. But as that bar was shared, my grief turned from joy to hope. The kingdom of God was broken open in those moments and shared and given, just like Jesus' body for us, broken and shared and given so that you and I cannot just experience the kingdom of God together but that we can live the kingdom of God for others, sowing seeds of hope and joy and goodness and love and mercy for every person. For every person. Because his arms are wide open for each one of us. So, my prayer for you this Lent is that you will take the time to recognize God's love 
in everyone, even when they can't see it in themselves. And I hope that you'll consider joining me to experience a little bit of Irish feistiness and storytelling as part of these three nights for your parish mission. I cannot thank you enough. I'm tremendously honored by the opportunity to be with you and on this special day when we remember the good father, Bishop David O'Connell. My heart is full of hope for the community that I see here. He smiles too with great love. So thank you. God bless you on your Lenten journey and God willing, brave some of the rain and come and visit me at the parish mission for the next three nights. Thank you. God bless. <laughs> <laughs>